got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here. And in today's video, we're going to be talking about the Bitcoin technicals because as you know, we rallied $15,000 over the span of just seven days, a little over a week ago. And over the last four or five days, we have been gradually trending to the upside. I think we're about to have a big break to the upside and we're going to be showing you exactly why in this video. But the interesting thing here is that the technical analysis is actually very conflicting. The technical analysis on Bitcoin right now is bearish in one camp and bullish in the other camp, there's a lot of contradictory analysis going on. So we're going to not only be looking at the technicals today, we're also going to be looking at the fundamentals and discussing what the sentiment around this market is today and right now so that we can figure out, is Bitcoin about to go back to $65,000 in the next three weeks, in the next four weeks? I think it might. And we're going to discuss why in this video. I am joined as always by TA Tim. How you doing, Tim? How's your weekend, buddy? Uh, is good. Uh, I mean, last night, like I said, Sman and I ate some Mo's. That is is not I, if, I I forgot why I didn't eat that much fast food and then I remembered last night. Yeah. Oof. So. so if Tim has to go to a meeting halfway through the stream, you will know why. We're also joined as always by Smay. How you doing, Smay? Hello, everybody. I just want to say hello, and I also want to shout out uh, these beautiful members. You guys are beautiful. And I love you guys, and you guys are the best thing that ever happened to me, Jeb Aww. and Tim. He's so true. I want to say thank you to Jack Sanaira. Thank you, Jack. Thank you so much, Jack. Uh, Jeffrey Fritz. I love you, Jeffrey. Thank, Thank you. you. Jeffrey. And Daniel Walton, thank you guys so much for being supporters of the channel. Yes. If you guys want to support the channel and join the membership program, there's a link in the description. Boom. You guys know I am so incredibly excited for today's show. You know why? Because as we are starting right now, it looks like Bitcoin might already be breaking out. We have a price target of sixty, uh, $55,000 to $60,000 by the end of October. It's the 11th, and we're already there. As you know, Plan B thinks we're going to at least $63,000 by the end of October. I think we might be on track for all-time high within the next month. We're going to talk about all of that and more. But really quickly, I want to mention that today's show is brought to you by our very own Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. If you guys don't know what CT2A is, that is the academy where I have told you guys everything that I know about technical analysis. We have over 40 videos and 12 hours of high-quality educational content. And in CT2A, you're going to learn about a couple of concepts that we're going to discuss in today's video. We're going to be talking about more market sentiment. We have an entire video on market sentiment over there. And we also have a video called the dissonance of bullish and bearish technical analysis. That's what we're looking at today. There is dissonance. There is disagreement between the bulls and the bears. Which one is going to come out on top? Which faction is going to lead this market? We have a video on that, and we're going to be pulling from that video in our argument today. So if you want to learn more about technical analysis, make sure to check that link in the description box down below. And also make sure to smash that like button. I know we can get to 1,000 likes here in the first couple of minutes. Let's go ahead and jump on to my chart. We start, as always, our first segment here with the bullish technicals. And at 9.50, we're going to Go, we're going to come back uh, to full screen and we're going to be discussing and reading some super chats, reading your comments and everything. But for the next 15 minutes or so, we're going to look at the bullish technicals on Bitcoin. One of the very first things that I want to do here on Bitcoin is I want to lay the ground rule, the groundwork for our analysis. The first thing I want to show you here is that we did, in fact, have a buy signal on Luxalgo just a few days ago on the 4th of October. And also on Market Cipher, you can see right here, we've had a couple of green dots. Now, I'm not going to go into what exactly these mean, but they are bullish for Bitcoin. They basically just mean that this momentum should be moving to the upside, which is a bullish thing indeed. That is a very good sign that we have those green dots. 
So that is kind of our foundation. We have seen a large rally on Bitcoin, and there's reason to believe based on both of those premium indicators that we will be continuing to the upside. Another thing to mention here on the daily chart is the simple fact, guys, that the bullish, uh, the, the uh, Bollinger Bands have widened tremendously. And when we see that happen, generally we're in a very strong trend. We saw it happen back over here at the end of December in 2020. We saw it happen here in the end of July 2021. And we've seen the same thing happen more recently. These Bollinger Bands have widened exceptionally. And one of the things we talked about last week was that these Bollinger Bands were a bearish technical. The reason was we actually rallied outside of these Bollinger Bands for a time. But now we've rallied, uh, we traded sideways, which we expected was going to happen. And now we've come back inside of the Bollinger Band. So it's a very good sign. It means that we are having a lot of volatility, yes, but we're calming down a little bit. On top of that, I also want to mention the RSI because there's something very important to look at here on the daily chart RSI for Bitcoin. Notice we rallied. Remember, how much did we rally here? We rallied uh, $15,000 in seven days. We rallied all that way. We're still not overextended on the technical uh, indicator, the RSI. We're still not overbought. We're sitting at 70. We're at the upper range of that bearish territory between 50 and 70, and that is a very good sign. It means that we potentially have more room to run. Now, remember, guys, we're talking about the bullish technicals right now. I'm not ignoring the bearish technicals. We're going to get into our segment on bearish technicals five minutes before the top of the hour, so make sure you stay tuned for that because there are bearish, re there are, uh, bearish indicators and oscillators on the market right now that we don't want to ignore. Now, another thing I want to mention here is this little uh, bull flag right here. Now, I'm actually going to go down to the four hourly chart and show you what I'm talking about. You can see this uptrending level of resistance right here and this uptrending level of support right here. This is what is known as an ascending bull flag. And the reason it's called a bull flag is because we rallied into it. You'll notice I have this line sitting up here that points all the way up here to a price target of $70,000 in like seven days. Now, I don't think we're going there that quickly, but that is technically where the price target is. That price target is drawn from this bull flag. Notice we have this massive rally. It gives us a $15,000 flagpole. And then technically speaking, guys, bull flags are supposed to break to the upside about the same way about the same distance, I should say, that the market moved into the bull flag with. We actually saw that happen recently because we actually had a bull flag right here. And you can see if we go ahead and grab a trend line here, that this bull flag rallied to exactly where it predicted. So if the same thing were to occur this time, then we would be seeing a $70,000 Bitcoin. That's right up around all-time high. So really the price target on this bull flag is all-time high. So keep that in mind. Really, really important, guys. You don't want to miss that. Now, there are a couple of bullish and bearish things showing up on the candlesticks out here on the daily chart, but I'm only going to show you the bullish right now because we're going to get to the bearish in a second. Remember, we like to show you both sides of the story. I don't want to just show you the bullish or the bearish because I don't want you to photo or FOMO. I want you to have a balanced perspective on the market. The bullish candlestick formations right now are as follows. There is a green, red, green formation that is formed over the weekend. We saw a green candlestick followed by a small red candlestick followed by an engulfing green candlestick. That is something else that we talk about in CT2A. We have a video on it right down here somewhere. I believe it's right around here. Introduction to candlestick analysis. I discuss it in that video. A green, red, green candlestick formation shows up quite a bit in the cryptocurrency markets. Let's see if I can't find an example here in the last little bit. There was one right here. Probably not a great example because it was actually bearish, but you can see this shows up quite a bit in the history of Bitcoin. And generally when it does, it is a bullish sign. We actually saw one right here as well. Non-engulfing red candlestick followed by an engulfing green candlestick. It's typically a pretty bullish thing. And the other thing to keep in mind here, guys, just based on candlesticks is we have a very tall candlestick today. Now today's candlestick is 14 hours old. It's got 10 hours until it closes at 8 p.m. Eastern today, but 
At the moment, anyway, we're seeing a very large green candlestick on the daily. And by the way, we're going to come back to the weekly here in a second. But we also saw a fantastic weekly close on Bitcoin as well. The weekly chart closed just a little while ago, and it closed sitting here at $54,800, meaning that we have a weekly chart close above our previous uh, previous local high, which is a very, very good sign indeed. But coming back out here, I want to go ahead and move on down to the four-hourly chart because there's more technicals that I want to show you. The first thing to bring to your attention is this. Lux Algo is still very, very bullish on the four-hourly. You can see we had a couple of really well-placed stop losses, uh, excuse me, take profits right here. But this strong buy signal on Lux Algo down here was amazing. Called this entire rally. If you guys want to get Lux Algo, there's a link in the description and a coupon code as well. But the other thing to look at here on the four hourly chart is that we have rallied very, very well over the last 12 to, four, uh, 12 to 24 hours. We had a bullish engulfing candlestick formation right here. And at the moment, we are seeing another bullish engulfing candlestick formation as Bitcoin is attempting to break to the upside as we are speaking. So we started planning this show two hours ago before Bitcoin was trying to break to the upside and right now it is trying to break to the upside and we even wrote the title for this video a couple hours ago so guys we were thinking that bitcoin's going to break up it looks like it's trying to right now it's not confirmed yet but we're going to keep you up to date on that another thing to show you is this there is actually bullish rsi divergence showing up but you kind of have to be careful with this one because there's also bearish which we're going to talk about in a second but there is bullish RSI divergence showing up here on the chart, on the four hourly chart for Bitcoin. Uptrending level of support, downtrending level of support on the RSI. That's bullish RSI divergence. Again, I'm going to show you in a second, but there's actually a downtrending level of resistance and an uptrending level of support up, uh, resistance up here. So there's bullish and there's bearish RSI divergence, but I did want to go ahead and show you that. It might be one of the reasons that we're moving to the upside. Another thing to show you on, on our oscillators has to do with the MACD. You can see that the MACD is literally crossing bullish at the time of recording this video. When I wrote my notes for this show an hour and a half ago this had not crossed bullish yet but on the four hourly chart it's starting to get there because bitcoin is attempting to break to the upside in fact let's do some live technical analysis right here the volume is very low but if we start to see that volume come back up then we might start confirming that move to the upside nothing to show you on our oscillators here guys is back to the rsi the rsi is still not overextended look at this rsi sitting at 67 why is that important? Because whenever the RSI gets up here to 80.85, generally that's going to be followed by a correction. Now, there's a misconception that RSI getting to 85 is a sell signal. That's actually not the point. The point of RSI getting to 85, when it gets to 85, that's signaling strength in the bears. Normally it is followed by a correction, but that's actually not the way you read RSI. You want to use it as a momentum. You want to use this momentum oscillator as a strength gauge for the bulls and the bears. The point here is this. We are not overextended and the bulls are strong. It's a good sign for the four hourly chart and it does mean that there could be more bullishness to come. Now, another thing I want to show you on our oscillators here is the money flow on the uh, market cipher indicator. Now, market cipher is an indicator that we've started using. Kelly, who is a, a contributor of the channel and helps on our research team, has been teaching us a lot about it. You can see this uptrending line right here, this one right here. This is something called the money flow. This represents the money, well, flowing into Bitcoin, and that has been consistently increasing. It means that a lot of people are getting excited about what Bitcoin is doing right now, and they have a good reason to do so. Now, one of the final things I want to show you on, here on the four-hourly chart, and then we're going to look at a couple of different technicals and fundamentals, non-chain and discussion and everything, is this. Even if Bitcoin were to break to the downside here, which at this point I don't think is what's most likely, but even if it were to do that, we still have our zone of support in play. Don't want you to forget this. This is really important, guys. There is a, a level of support at $52,300. 
We found that from our um, Fibonacci. And then to be honest with you, our Fibonacci would also give us a level of support at 53.5 now. But we also have our flat level of resistance at our previous local high on the 6th of September. So right now, the market is very bullish. In my opinion, there are bearish technicals and we're going to discuss those in a second. But right now, I think we are looking pretty solid. I think that there is a lot of strength in the bulls, and I don't think there's a big reason to be concerned. My final bullish point that I want to make is this. It shows up best on the daily chart, and it is the VPVR. The VPVR basically shows you where the levels of support and resistance are based on uh, how much trading has taken place at a certain level. So you can see there's been a lot of trading at this level here around $47,000 on Bitcoin's history, but there's actually not been that much at $42,000. You can see there's not much price action that's happened around this level. VPVR tells you where all of that price action is and therefore where all of the support and the resistance is. You can see our last little mound of VPVR resistance before we get back to all-time high has a peak sitting right around $56,000. Well, what did we say last week? Last week, I told you guys, VPVR can be looked at like a hill and the market like a ball. If you're on top of a hill and you're a ball, you're either going to roll one way or the other. But you're probably not going to sit on top of the hill for that long because the wind's going to come along. It's going to blow you one way or the other. Right now, we're that ball sitting on top of this hill of VPVR. And we can either roll down the hill back to our zone of support between 52.3 and 53.5, somewhere around there, or we can roll up the hill all the way back up to all-time high. Right now, with this rally that we've seen happening in literally just the last 30, 45 minutes, you can see it happening right here. 45 minutes ago, we were $900 lower than we are right now. It looks like Bitcoin is attempting to roll up the hill, not down the hill. So this is a very good sign indeed, and it does mean that even though I think we're in what you might call a no trade zone right now, it looks like the market is trying to move to the upside. Now, I want to clarify again. I've said this once, but I'm going to say it twice. The break to the upside right now on Bitcoin is far from confirmed. I want to see more volume. There's almost no volume showing up on the hourly chart right now, guys, as far as I can tell. There's a little bit, but not very much. You can see it right here. Almost no volume on the on the hourly chart. We have not confirmed a break to the upside yet. But if we start getting up to you know fifty eight thousand, fifty eight thousand five hundred dollars, and we start seeing volume, dude, <laughs> the brakes are off and this train's rolling straight downhill. Man, it's going to go back to all time high. That's what it looks like anyway to me. So really quickly. I want to go to the weekly chart, actually, because there's a couple of other things I want to discuss here. And one of them is over on uh, Kelly Kellum's Twitter. He actually retweeted this tweet from TechDev52. In 2013, a key biweekly RSI level was set when Bitcoin broke out of its first leg. The second leg was confirmed when the RSI broke again. The similar level was set in 2020's first leg. That level broke again. That candle just closed. Second leg looks confirmed. Take a look at this chart here, guys. In 2013, when the RSI started breaking the same level that it broke during its first rally, it rallied again. Well, what have we just seen right now? We set a level here around 65 on the RSI, and now we are back at that same level. So jumping on over to our weekly chart, I can show you what that looks like. If we go out to the BLX chart and we look at our RSI, let's move to this really quickly. Uh, yeah, so if we look here, notice we saw the market test this level right here back in 2013. Once we broke it, we rallied. Right here, once we broke it, we rallied. Similar things going on over here right now. We had this level that we set 
in, the, uh, in motion right down here around 60 on the RSI this time. And then once we broke that, we went into a big rally. Right now, we're in the process of breaking that and we could be going into a big rally again soon. Right now, an, uh, another thing to look at here on the weekly chart is this. Most bull markets end up having two, three, even four major peaks up here above 60 and 70. We've seen basically one so far. 2013's rally, we saw two. 2016's rally, we saw four. So far, we've seen one. There is a lot more left in this bull market, and anyone who tells you otherwise, I personally disagree with. But of course, I could be the one that's wrong. Tim, what is your take on this movement that we've seen over just the last several minutes? We're seeing at $57,350. Do you uh, think we're about to break out and start going back towards all-time high soon, or I, is it I'm, too early to tell? It's too early to tell, but here is what I will say, and this is actually something we didn't say on the show, but Kelly and I were talking about this last week. Uh, on the daily chart, I mean, you look at the weekly chart too or the 12 hourly chart, but on the daily chart, we have been in an ascending, depending on what you're looking at. If you're looking at the, uh, a logarithmic chart, we're in an ascending wedge. If you're looking at a linear chart, we're in a ascending or uh, a rising trading channel. I'll show them. Either way, we have been riding that top line. We came back down and touched the bottom of it, kind of, you know, helping set where we are with this channel. But uh, if we can break through, I actually think there's a good chance we could break through this level of resistance. Uh, and then turn it into support as we continue this rally, which would be phenomenal. And if you go back and look at like the weekly chart and the BLX, the history of Bitcoin, I'm that, showing it. that ascending, that, that level of resistance right now that we could turn into support, not only has recently been support, it's almost been the support slash resistance for the entirety of Bitcoin's price action. So that to me would be massive. If we can close, let's start by closing this hourly candle and let's close the four hourly candle, then the daily. And then let's see if we can get by the end of this week, a close above that line would be amazing for this bull run. And that's what I'm kind of looking at to really decide. We're, we're in a zone right now where it's kind of hard to know, should I buy, should I sell? Like, Because th this is where we're right at the beginning of like, this is either a great time to sell, take profit, and let it come back down before entering another trade, or it's we need to wait for a little more confirmation and enter a new long trade to get us up to 60, uh, what I'm looking at, 62. I, th I think we're either going to be breaking up to 62 or 52 very soon. Yeah, no, what I'm seeing right now, guys, this long-term trend that Tim pointed out, I'll show you on the weekly chart right here, or it's actually on the daily chart, but on the, the long-term chart, this is the level that we need to be looking at because this is essentially the center line for the entire history of the bull market, of the, the entire history of Bitcoin. We have all kinds of touches on this throughout the long, long, long-term history of Bitcoin. I mean, you see all all of these right here. It's not perfect, but no chart that lasts for literally 10 years ever is going to be. Whenever we get above or below this market, it above this line, it's typically a very big deal. And right now, zooming really, really close in, you can see that this level is the same level of resistance that we're looking at right now. If we manage to break above this, we start getting above 58,000, 58,500. The gloves are off, guys, and we're going to be running back to all-time high, in my humble opinion. So if you guys are enjoying today's stream, smash that like button. Let's see, how many likes are we at right now? I'm going to click over. We are sitting at 642. Tim, how many likes do you think we can get to in the next five minutes? Well, we just got 643. So I, I think, Boom. you know, the thing is we haven't talked about it. We when we talk about, about things, especially we can go over Smay. When Smay says things, things seem to happen. So Smay, so Smay you have a message think? for the people? Hit the like button. There you go. Hit the yeah. like button. I think we can get to 1,500 likes here in the next seven you know, minutes. You know, the other thing is we're only 14,000 subscribers away from yes, 200,000. We're so close. So that's another metric that is very close Man, to the, being Man, the technical analysis. Tim, give us a 30-second rundown on the technical analysis of the subscriber count. Well, at this point, 
Uh, I would say we are about two weeks away from that hit of 200,000. That's a bold prediction. Unless the pumpamentals get involved. Mm, uh, could be if, faster. If the pumpamentals get involved, I would give us a week. Could be faster. Guys, if you're enjoying the content that we post here, make sure to go tell 10 friends about it if you think that it is content that will benefit not only you, but everyone else. Go spread the word. I think that we are giving you something unique in crypto. I don't know of a lot of other channels that go this deep in technical analysis, and we also go deep in the news. We also go deep in the fundamentals and the and, and the on-chain and we talk about uh, mindset tips. We don't know of many channels that really go into that detail and also come at you with integrity and humility as core values. So if you think that's something that other people can benefit from, go ahead and share this video and smash uh, that like button. With know, that said, in well, five minutes, we're going to jump back into the bearish technicals. So don't go anywhere. But really quickly, we do want to read some super chats. I'm actually going to say this is kind of a, a YOLO thing. If we can hit 200,000 subscribers by midnight tonight, Tim's going to shave his beard. Right. That's not true. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's a false statement. Uh, you okay? Listen, I, I will do this. If we hit a million subscribers by next week, then I will shave my beard. If we hit two hundred thousand subscribers by midnight, I'll shave my beard. That's not there saying much, that but I'll go. do it. I mean, I'll shave my beard too. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's go ahead and jump on in here. We do have a new member, a new Jedi Knight, let's and that go. is Angel P. Welcome, Angel Welcome, P. Welcome, We're so Angel. glad to have you, man. Uh, let's see. We got a super chat from Christopher Earl saying, "If you had twelve thousand to invest, would you invest in?" ADA or XRP for the biggest gains this bull market? I would personally split that up. I wouldn't put all your eggs in one basket unless that basket is Bitcoin. If you're going to put all your eggs in a basket, put them all in the basket that is Bitcoin. If you're going to in, if you're going to get into XRP or ADA, I think both of them are good investments right now. I think that Cardano is undervalued, and I also think that... Um, I think that XRP is likely to have a big break to the upside in the next several months whenever this SEC lawsuit lifts, uh, lets up. But that being said, that hasn't happened yet. So yeah. I would split that up. We did just have another uh, Jeb by Youngling join Dr. Woo, Fuzzy Eyeball. That Welcome, sounds like Dr. Fuzzy Eyeball. Unfortunate uh, medical. That is, uh, yeah, that's an situation. unfortunate medical condition you have there, my anyway, friend. All right, we'll keep moving on. We got a. Uh, Message from Ryan saying, love the show, guys. Great dynamic between the three of you. Aww. Thanks for all the hard work. God bless. God bless you. Thank you so much, man. Uh, let's see. Yeah. We got another one from American Pool Guy. American uh, Pool praying, Guy. Praying to JC uh, that your financial education program succeeds. I will enroll my newborn son in it when he becomes of age and current system has failed. I think American Pool Guy was the guy last week who talked about he just had his son. He was asking about investment yeah. for, his, for his kid. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. And shout out to that JC guy. I know who you're talking about. Uh, Four by Grace said, 2 Timothy 2.24, and the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men apt to teach, patient, keep up the great work. Amen. Thank you very much for that. We're getting a lot of really encouraging super chat. Well, happy Monday, guys. This is this is going to be a good week. I'm excited. There's a part of me, and this is not an official prediction, so don't at me and don't make a trade by this, but there's just a little part of me that's like, I wonder if we're going to be at all-time high by the end of the week. Like, Bitcoin is rallying so fast it's right fast. now. Not a prediction, just a question. I'm like, you know, Bitcoin be out here moving. It looks like it's about to do something. We got another one that just came in from Sean Regentin, I think. Regentin. Uh, Regentin. Any thoughts on downward sloping total market cap resistance? I'd have to do some more analysis on that. I have seen that chart. Uh, let's see. For Bitcoin. Let me see if I can't get that up. Crypto total market cap excluded BTC. The That's total. Crypto total market cap. Here we go. I can show you right now what he's talking about on my screen. So what he's discussing is this right here. And this is actually a really good uh, point. Who, who said that? Let me give him a shout out. What's the name? Uh, it is 
Sean Regentin. Shout out to Sean. That is a very, very good spot. There is a downtrending level of resistance you can see on my screen right now for total market capitalization of cryptocurrency. And if we do break that, then we will probably be going back to all-time high on crypto. Here's what you guys got to realize. Bitcoin is a decent way away from all-time high. Ethereum is too. ADA is too. But guess what? We are actually so close to the all-time high for cryptocurrency. It's not even funny. We're only $200 billion away. If we break that, man, the gloves are going to come off and it's going to be crazy. So good spot. That is a downtrending level of resistance. I personally think we're going to break bullish out of it. Also take a look at this, guys. It's a cup and handle formation. And this cup and handle formation, if we do some extrapolation here, has a price target of $3 trillion, which would see about a $75,000 Bitcoin based on current market dominance. So good spot, my friend. Hmm. Full screen. All right, here's a good one. And this is, you gotta unpack it a little bit. So Julian Robbins said, and I have a note from Shannon, our marketing director saying, careful with this one. Yeah. Uh, he says, good morning, guys. Do you think there's ever going to be a time where the charts go out the window as Ben says? No. I don't think there is ever going to be a time. I've argued with, I've debated, I should say, Ben on that before. The fact of the matter is, I have a lot of respect for Ben and his, um, and his, uh, you know, his price analysis. He's made a lot of great calls. Here's the problem. I think that he undervalues the charts. And the reason I say that is because quite often, when the charts fail, they might fail in the, in the direction that they're pointing, but oftentimes the charts will still give you the right price uh, the, the, the right target. So if, for example, the fundamentals come up and they say, oh, Bitcoin's about to rally. Okay, well, where are they going to rally to? That's when you turn to the charts. The charts are always going to be important because that's where the vast majority of traders are looking at. I mean, if you want to look at price action, what do you look at? Well, you look at a chart. So I think that the charts never ever go out the window. I think sometimes they are less important than they are other times. For example, if the United States said, okay, we're going to throw out the US dollar and Bitcoin's going to become the national currency. Forget what the MACD says, the market's going to explode, right? But the charts still don't go out the window because where is it going to yeah. explode to? Is resistance at 150,000, 200,000, 250,000? That's where you go to the charts and you'll find I, that. I, yeah, I, take it a step further. I think the charts are going to get even more relevant. Like, I, totally I, I think agree. the charts are helpful right now. Just, I mean, but what is the most popular thing to use charts to trade? Forex trade. You're trading currencies. Yep. The more day in and day out that Bitcoin becomes more of a currency, the easier it's actually going to be to look at the charts to determine things. The volatility, volatility isn't getting worse. Volatility is getting less. Yes. When that volatility gets less, the charts, the charts are, are even way more, more valuable. Yeah, the technical analysis and chart reading has been an art that's been in play for nearly 130 years. Yeah. The Dow Jones Industrial Average goes back on TradingView to 1897. And the way that you do technical analysis on that chart is the same today as it was over 100 years ago. It's grown, but a lot of the fundamentals are still there. I think we have time for one more super chat. Okay, uh, let's see here. We got one. Uh, I'm trying to look for a good one. You might not have to answer this one. Uh, Rock Gods said, what's your price prediction for Chainlink for quarter four? Ooh, that's a good question. Let, let, let's put a pin in that one. Let's come back to that. We will come back to that into the discussion. Um, because I do want to give you an answer on that one. I think the chain link's at least going to be over $50, though. So we'll come back to that, and I'll go in a little bit more detail. Sounds good. But that's a good one. We'll come back to that. But really quickly, let's jump back onto the Bitcoin chart. As I told you guys, as promised, we are going to go ahead and do some bearish technical analysis on Bitcoin. And I want to be clear up front. Anyone who's new to this channel, the way that we run this show is we do bullish technical analysis. We do bearish technical analysis. I show you one side of the argument. I show you both sides of the argument so that you can make an informed decision. It is not our job 
here to instill a bunch of FOMO in you. So you go and sell your house and buy a bunch of Bitcoin and then it crashes because you didn't hear the bearish side. And on the flip side, it's not our job to FUD you out of a trade and then you miss out on $100,000 profit because you didn't know that there was a bullish side. We want to give you both sides because it's our vision for you to become financially free so that you can fulfill your purpose in life. That's what we stand for. So we show you both sides. With that said, let's go ahead and look at the bearish technicals here on Bitcoin. The first thing to show you guys is this. Lux Algo. I showed this as a bullish signal earlier. We had a strong buy. We're still under that strong buy signal. However, Something you got to keep in mind with Luxalgo. It has exits as well, and it just flashed an exit right now on this chart. It might be wrong, but at the moment it has flashed a sell signal. Uh, not a sell signal, sorry, a take profit signal. This does not mean, I want to be clear on this, this is this is not Lux Algo saying get out of your trade entirely. This is Lux Algo saying, hey, maybe you should take some of your profits, maybe take 33% out of your trade. And frankly, that's a good signal because ever since this uh, strong buy signal came in, you're up 20%. It is a good place to take a little bit of profits. But it is a bearish signal, so I want you to keep that in mind. Another thing that I kind of mentioned and touched on earlier, but is still really important, I don't want you to forget, is the fact that there's still declining volume on Bitcoin. This declining volume is not a good sign. We want to see this volume coming up. We want to see volume moving to the upside as we're getting close to all-time high, not moving down. I don't want to see an anemic rally and a, a rally that's going to move a thousand bucks and then just you know lose all of its steam and then crash. That's not what I want to see. I want to see the market have a lot of momentum and a lot of strength. I want to see strength. The volume right now does not show strength. On top of that, if we look at the TD sequential, we see that there was a nine flash on the TD sequential on the 8th of October, and this nine flash didn't really get an answer. Yes, we did manage to reset the TD sequential two days later, but quite frankly, the TD sequential, in my opinion, should not have reset here. As far as I'm concerned, the TD sequential is still in overextended territory because this little tiny red candlestick that corrected us $150, $200, was not enough to invalidate this signal. I am still concerned about this nine flash on the TD sequential. Even though it has technically reset itself, I'm still paying attention to it. And I don't think it is a very bullish sign right now that we've continued moving to the upside. I think we need a little bit more consolidation. That being said, we have traded sideways, so maybe that's over. Maybe the pumpamentals are going to take over. It's true that that's possible, but the TD sequential does give me some pause. Now, another thing I want to show you here on the candlestick charts I didn't show you earlier. Remember earlier we talked about the green, red, green, the fact that there was a non-engulfing bullish candle, a non-engulfing bearish candlestick right here that actually was a bullish sign. But there are several things on the candlesticks right now that are very discouraging that I want you to be aware of. And by the way, if you're enjoying today's stream, smash that like button. I know we can get to 2,000 here in a second. It helps us. Per, it helps the video and the algorithm so that other people can see this content. Anyway, we have two very long upper shadows here on these candle wicks on the daily chart on the 8th of October and also on the 10th of October. These indicate that the bulls tried to rally and they failed miserably. That's why we rallied all the way up here and then the bears pulled us all the way back down. This right here is about the best example I can find anywhere on the Bitcoin chart of what's known as a shooting star formation. This happens at the top of the market and it is a reversal signal. That does signal that we should move to the downside. Now, the fundamentals are coming in clutch right now and they're helping us to move to the upside. So these uh, long upper shadows seem to be getting invalidated by the massive rally that we're in right now. But it does lead me to have to ask the question, this big rally that we're going under right now, are we just about to see it collapse and then have another massive larger wick? Because if we do, three large wicks like this in a row would be very bearish and we would be likely looking for a correction down to $52,300 to $53,000. I'm not in that camp, but if this rally fails and we don't stay up here above $56,500 to $57,000, that is going to be very bearish and it would indicate about a 5% drop on Bitcoin. So keep that in mind. 
mind, if we don't actually start breaking to the upside in a big way right now, it is not going to be a good sign for the bulls. On top of that, another thing to show you guys is the MACD. Up until about 15 minutes ago, we were converging bearish, but I want to go ahead and show you this because I don't know how today's candlestick is going to close. Right now, we're diverging bullish again, but if we don't close up here above 57,000, then we're going to have bearish convergence on the MACD, which could indicate that there would be a bearish MACD cross coming in the next several days. I don't think that's likely. I don't think that's going to happen, but you do need to know that there was for three days bearish convergence on the daily chart. Now, something else to show you on Market Cipher down here is pretty interesting. We had a red dot here on Market Cipher, but then it was followed by today a green dot. So there's a little bit of conflicting data coming in right now on Market Cipher. These two kind of cancel each other out a little bit, but I wanted to show you this red dot because oftentimes red dots can ind uh, can indicate that the momentum is going to start moving in the wrong direction, which is not a very good sign. But like I said, there is now a green dot as of about 90 minutes ago. This, uh, this green dot came in around, I want to say, 8.30 this morning. So things are shifting as we're speaking. Let's see here. Uh, what else do I want to show you? One of the last things I want to show you here on the daily chart is this, and that is the VPVR, guys. The VPVR, I showed as a bullish factor earlier, but it's actually still a bearish factor. We right now are sitting up here around 57,000. But again, if we don't stay up here and if we pull back even just a little bit, this massive VPVR zone is still in play. We cannot discount how important this resistance on VPVR is. It is very much trying to slow us down and so is this uptrending level of resistance right here. We are not out of the woods just yet. I want to make that crystal clear because there are a lot of people who are going to come at you today and they're going to say, look at this. Bitcoin's up $1,000. It's going to moonshot. It's going to go to all-time high. Look, I think it's going to moonshot. I think it's going to go to all-time high, but we don't know that yet. So don't necessarily jump into a big long trade right now. Don't necessarily jump into 100x long mm -hmm. because we don't have confirmation. As traders and as analysts, we want to wait for confirmation. We want to not necessarily enter a trade, in this case, of 57,000. Maybe we want to enter around 58,500 when we have more volume. I'm not saying that. I'm not giving you a trade setup right now. I'm just making a point. So don't necessarily go make the trade based off of the number I just said. But here are my words. Be careful about entering a long position right now because we are in a no trade zone, in my opinion. Bitcoin looks bullish. Bitcoin has a big price target. Bitcoin, I think, is going to all-time high soon, but we don't have confirmation of that just yet. We don't have the low amount of risk that we would like. What confirmation basically means is that our risk has gone down, and if our reward is the same, that means our risk-to-reward ratio has gone up. We talk about risk-to-reward ratios in the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. We talk about them right here. It's literally the first video in the Technical Analysis section, a game of risk and reward, uh, risk and reward, and then we have a video called the Game of Statistics and Probabilities. We want the statistical and probabilistic analysis of technical analysis on our side when we make trades, and the simple fact of the matter is, we don't have confirmation of that just yet. Now, another thing that I want to show you guys that happened a little while ago actually happened over on Bitstamp. You guys might have noticed this earlier if you, for the astute among you, the eagle-eyed among you when I was using this chart. Notice yesterday on Bitstamp's chart alone, it didn't happen on Bitcoin, excuse me, it didn't happen on Coinbase, didn't happen on Bitfinex, but it did happen on Bitstamp. There was a massive scam wick that came in right around uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon yesterday. This scam wick on Bitstamp was negative $4,400. I'm not exactly sure what caused that, but I believe some uh, I, I believe some longs got liquidated. Or excuse me, some, uh, I guess it'd be longs got liquidated, yeah. 
I, I, actually, I take that back. I don't think it was. I don't think it was a liquidation event. I'm not exactly sure what caused this. But the point is here. You can actually pause and read this article about it. But the point is, there was a massive scam wick that showed up on Bitstamp. So if you're on Bitstamp, hopefully you didn't get wrecked out of your long position and got stopped out or or uh, uh, had something happen. But guys, th this is the reason I bring this up is one. I just wanted to show it to you so that you knew this happened. But two, also because it's really. It's easy to get screwed over if you're on one exchange. A lot of times it can be a good idea to be on multiple exchanges, and it's also a good idea to make sure that you have your investment portfolio and your trading portfolio split and separated so that you're not getting completely wrecked by something like this. Because I know of a lot of people that will trade, and they'll be trading with 100% of their money every single trade, and then if they get if they get liquidated, they've lost everything. I encourage you, and this is kind of a reminder to do this, to make sure that you have your portfolios diversified and split. Make sure you have an investment portfolio, which you don't touch. You pour profits into it, but you don't take out of it. And then make sure that you have a trading portfolio. And your trading portfolio, you're not trading with 100% of that portfolio. Maybe you're trading with 5 or 10% of that portfolio. So if something like this happens, you don't get absolutely wrecked. There's something that needs to be fact-checked, and we'll make sure to do that. Uh, but if, in case anyone wants to look at it themselves, Robin did just comment that Bitstamp clarified this. They said there was a cascade of multiple executed trailing stop-loss orders. That's what it was? That's At least gotcha. that's what, according to Robin, that's what Bitstamp says. Again, I didn't fact check that. So that is something that anyone who is wondering if that's the case, make sure you go fact check it. But yeah. if that's the case, that would explain it. Yeah. And that can happen, guys. It's, it's just really important that you split up your portfolio. A lot of times, professional traders, the reason that they use leverage is not so that they can you know, make a lot more profit than they otherwise would. It's so that they can put less money in the game so that, that someone might use 10x leverage so that instead of using 10% of their portfolio to trade with, they only need to use 1% of their portfolio and then they're actually putting up less money so they're providing themselves less risk in the long game. Leverage trading oftentimes should not be used for the sake of turning, oh, I have a $1,000 trading portfolio. Let's see if I can trade with $100,000 on 100x leverage. It should really be used with, oh, I have $1,000. I'm going to trade with $100 on 20x leverage so that I'm not risking my entire pot. I'm only risking 10 percent of it, but I still have the potential to gain the same amount as if I was dealing with a larger sum. So make sure that you're being careful with those two portfolios split. Tim, Bitcoin right now is in a very um, it's in a very precarious situation. It looks like it's going to break to the upside, but we've been tricked by that a couple of times recently. What are some bearish arguments that you would make against the idea that Bitcoin's about to break 57,200, or are you just pretty confident it's going to break bullish? Well, no. So the bearish argument I would make, let's combine a couple of these bearish technicals together to kind of help paint a picture. And I don't know, you don't have to be on your chart necessarily. You've I'll already talked up. about this. But the low volume mixed with the VPVR, those are the two things I'm looking at that are kind of in in my eyes, like, oh, like I, I really don't like that. And as you said, that low volume, low confirmation, it doesn't show a lot of strength from the bulls going. And what did we say earlier with the VPVR? We're kind of sitting at a point where if the bulls can mount a, a, a lot of pressure and a lot of strength, we could actually start rolling down the hill upwards, which is kind of a weird statement. We could roll down the hill all the way up to about $62,000 before we kind of start hitting a little bit of a, all right, uh, now we need even more strength. The problem is with this lack of strength happening currently, the ball could roll down to 52,000. So when you look at those two, when you look at those two things together, that I would say is the biggest 
bearish thing. If you're going to keep going, a couple of things to look at. On the hourly chart, I think that we're in an ascending trading channel, which the the green candlestick of the hourly chart, which is last hour, did finish breaking through it. So I love that. But we immediately right now are in a red candle that's coming back and touching that line. Let's wait to see. Do we bounce and use that as support and keep going up? Or do we break back down into that trading channel? Uh, it's right around the same level as that on the daily chart, ascending wedge, or if you're on the uh, uh, linear chart, ascending trading channel. We're kind of in a place where I don't know if we will be able to, unless we see the price break up like 60,000 and stay there. I think it's going to take us a couple hours, if not the rest of the day, to really know, are we about to make a bullish move or are we about to correct into a bearish move? Yeah, so I would say that we're in a no-trade zone right now, exactly. guys, just because yeah. there's not a lot of confirmation. Tim, I showed you, I showed the, the audience these two really long upper shadows on the 8th of August, uh, the 8th of October, and also the 10th of October. Do you think that that's something that could happen again and have a third one if Bitcoin doesn't manage to stay above 57,000? So, unfortunately, have I can't see your screen like, at the moment. The, the shadows, meaning? The upper wick on the, on the candlesticks for the 8th of October and the 10th of October oh, on the okay, daily chart. You see those two long, lower, uh, long upper shadows, upper wicks. Yes. Yeah. Could we see a, if we don't hold above like 57,000? Could we see a big drop down to like 55,000 and then see another really long upper shadow and upper wick that's kind of a bearish technical? Maybe. I don't know. I, I I would need to look at that more before I really think through. I, I I honestly I'm in the camp of we've been having so much strength with the bulls that are defying even some of the bearish technicals. I want to see if that strength continues. And like I said, if it does, it, it's, it's a game of tug of war. And I think I think both sides are really tired and they're waiting to see which side gives up. If the bulls can keep pushing through, despite this low volume, if they can just mount another good push, or if we're going to pull a tug of war, another good pull, yeah, they could get the bears to fall over and we could just shoot up to 62. But if the bulls falter, if they get tired, if they get weak and the bears say, all right, now's our chance. Again, I, I actually think at least 53, if not 52.5, something like that. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and read some super chats because we want to make sure we are engaging with you guys. It's one of my favorite segments of this entire show. We get to read your super chats and interact with you guys. We're going to do that for five minutes, and then we have some concluding discussion that we're going to talk about. We're going to be talking about how the BitMEX CEO uh, believes that five nations will be adopting Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies within the next 14 months. And we're also going to be talking about how Vitalik thinks that El Salvador uh, forcing the adoption of Bitcoin is anti-freedom and against the ideals of cryptocurrency. We're going to discuss that coming up, so make sure you stay tuned. But really quickly, let's read some Super Chats. Well, before I even do Super Chats, I want to make sure I mention, and and we're trying to do a lot better job of letting you guys know about this, but for anyone who is confused, there are a lot of scammers out there on almost all of our platforms. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, but even on here on YouTube. We had another email, unfortunately, last week where somebody was tricked. Somebody was impersonating Jeb. They asked for money. Uh, The person gave it to them, and they lost it. Guys, I just want you to know, we do not invest for people and nope. we do not give people financial advice. We help teach you technical analysis and then cover the news so that you can be in the best place to make your own decision. So yep. do we sell things? We are a company. Yes, we do. But we do not reach out to people to ask them to give us money to invest for them. Yeah, we don't do that. Uh, so We're please not do not listen to any of those. I, I, yeah. I just want to say this. Don't. Look, everyone, look at me in my eyes. Everyone look at me in my eyes. Listen, this is crypto. This is not the stock market. This is not anything else. This is not an established it's market. It's the Wild Wild West. Listen, do not trust anyone. All right? Do not trust anyone. If I don't somebody, trust you, Smay. If somebody asked, even yeah. if, if I asked, if I said, hey, I'll trade for you, don't trust me. Yeah. Don't trust anyone. Yep. Guys, listen, 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 listen. This is, so, this is extremely important. 
there is not as much regulation and so on in this market to where people can get caught as 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 you know in that way right yeah. so this is extra you have to be extra careful yeah, extra yeah. extra extra careful yeah. and that's why look if somebody asks for your crypto and just exchange for nothing but to double it or to you know trade for you it's invest it for you it's a scam yep, do not give scam, anyone yeah. else your crypto the last thing i will say about that is if you are if you for some reason did think we were reaching out to you and you're not really sure but probably not but just in case Email our support team, support yep. at cryptojeb.com. We will be able to confirm or deny for you really quickly. Before yep. you do anything with your money yep. for CryptoJeb, email us first. Yeah, and all those links, the links to all of our official, because there are scams, all of our official social medias are linked down below. Yep. Our, I'm pretty sure our support line is linked down below. Yes, it is. For inquiries, please contact us at support at cryptojeb.com. That's linked down below, too. You can find the links to all of our official products, web pages, mm -hmm. social medias, and everything down below. So please don't get scammed. All right. We got one from Gregory Gresick. Let's go, Greg. Uh, he Who's said, I made $2,300 on XRP. Buy the bottom and actually... Okay, what just happened to it? It moved. All right, uh, what the heck? Buy the bottom and actually sold the top. Thank you for your TA, Jeb. It actually helps. Let's go, Greg. I don't know why that it like moved on me. I think Thank you so much, Greg, one. for that dono. Yeah, no, and so congratulations. he was actually just, I, we were talking with Greg, actually. I think he bought, he bought XRP at 96 cents, which was a bottom, and then he was able to sell reading technical analysis. He hit it. I think it went a little higher. I think he sold at uh, 118. I think it made it to like 121 before coming back down. But that's close enough to the top that you could say that was a great, a great decision getting out. So yeah. that's what he was talking about there. Uh, technical analysis, it it works despite what other people might say. Uh, we have one for a little bit ago from X Vega, and I told him in chat I would make sure to answer this for him. Uh, should I move 2,000 in Bitcoin to Ethereum? Oh boy. Um. Um, you know, the thing is, I don't like moving around a bunch of it, th think about it like this. This is a this is kind of building off of an analogy that Kelly, who's on our research team, said it, it's kind of a bad idea to start moving cargo around after the train's already moving. You probably should have done that before the train started moving. You know, w when the train was still, that's when you want to move your cargo around. Now you're moving and you want to move cargo around. I personally tend not to move my investments around. That's my investments. I'm not talking trading portfolio. I'm talking investment portfolio. Those are two separate things. I typically don't move my investments around. I don't think it's a bad idea, but in principle, I normally wouldn't do that. I would normally find $2,000 of new money to put into Ethereum. But of course, we're not all in the same situation. There is a possibility that that's what you should be doing. I wouldn't do that, though. All right, keep moving. We got one from, they just came in from Oh, man. Wonka Oviedo. All right. That's we're going awesome with it. Name. What do you think? I'm, my new thing is I'm just going to do one takes. I'm not going to re-say names. My first guess is my final answer. <laughs> this is my favorite segment of the show. Tim t Tim, Tim, Tim versus names. Tim versus names. What do there you we think go. about the dominance of Bitcoin? Is it worth to invest in different cryptos when the dominance of Bitcoin is going up? Ooh, good question. Yes. So when the dominance of Bitcoin is going up, a lot of times that does mean that the altcoins are undervalued. And actually right now, yes. uh, the dominance on Bitcoin is actually pretty low because the, the altcoins have had such a big run. I think that there is going to be a big altcoin season. I mm -hmm. think that we're going to see the altcoins rally a lot more than Bitcoin is doing. But that being said, they've already kind of done that a little bit. So they might there might be an argument to be made that there's already a lot of money in the altcoins. I think that is going to continue. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I would. I, I, I answered that in chat earlier. Someone asked pretty much the same question. I said, this is a great time. doesn't mean it's going to pump tomorrow, but this is a great time to be buying some of those altcoins, Ethereum, yeah. 
Cardano, Solana, like they're all low. There's not a lot happening. Yeah, there, and so. look, guys, it's really important that you make sure you pick a horse and you stick with it. You're yeah. not going to get rich by jumping between project to project to project to project. I have investments that I made three years ago. I've been in this space for four years. There's there are projects I I invested in a long freaking time ago, and I still have. You just sometimes have to put some money aside and stop moving it because you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. All right, we're going to extend by two minutes because we did run long talking about the scammers. So I'm going to try to get through as many questions as possible, guys. Unfortunately, today might be a day where we don't read every single super chat, but we'll make sure to read every single name. We're trying. But here we go. Uh, fast as we can. Dan the Man 1986. There has been quite a fair bit of hype regarding FTM token. What are the team's shots on FTM? Keep up the good work and happy Mondays. Phantom, from what I can tell, seems like a good project. I haven't yeah. done a lot of research on it, though, so I can't give you a, great, a super precise answer on that. But yeah. that, For me, it's like, it's like it looks good. I haven't done research for myself to invest in it, so yeah. I haven't. Uh, Crypto Merchant 926 said, would Bitcoin dropping to 52K be bullish for altcoins? Lots of movement in Bitcoin, but alts lagging behind. Yes, absolutely. And the reason is that Cardano is under value right now. If you want to know why I uploaded a video on, sun on Saturday, go watch that. Cardano is getting left behind by Bitcoin and Ethereum, and I think that if Bitcoin and Ethereum keep lagging, then and the money is going to stop going into Bitcoin and Ethereum. It's going to start going into Cardano mm. and therefore some of the other altcoins. So, yeah, absolutely. Murray Rug Rugerio. Boom. That's not it, but I'm sticking with it. Can you explain why alts and Ethereum is not moving when Bitcoin is flying? You think this will keep happening, and should I convert everything to Bitcoin? Uh, again, I would be careful about moving your moving your holdings around too much. I think that they're going to. They're ju we're just right now, guys. I cannot stress this enough. Bitcoin and crypto is about to. It looks like it's about to. God willing, have a massive explosion in price. We're getting set up. It's like we're, we're fueling up the rocket, guys. We're like getting the crew on board. We're putting all yeah. the cargo on, and it's about to take off but you know i don't know if you've noticed but a rocket ship that goes all the way to the moon actually takes off very slowly i don't know if you've ever watched a rocket launch but when it takes off the first like 100 feet it's going like literally about that fast the rocket ship doesn't start going you know 10,000 miles an hour until several out several minutes into the launch it starts pretty slow right now we're seeing it move kind of slow but it's gonna pick up speed i was saying and it just seems like one of those things that a lot of people are going to think that way and they're all going to get in right at the last minute where yeah. it's not like Everybody's you're going to switch in. to bitcoin right as the altcoin season yeah launches. exactly so do yourself a favor stop trying to jump between moving trains if you're going to move yeah. cargo around between a train wait until it pulls into the station all right let's jump back in the show and again we'll do at it. the end of the show we'll try to get as many of these super chats that are still on the board as we can cool beans so tim i have a quote here from the ceo of bitmex alexander Hlepner, I think I got that right. He believes that at least five countries will be accepting Bitcoin as legal tender by the end of 2022. What do end you think? End of 2022. So we got like a year and some change. A year and some change. Yeah, that's solid. I think that's pretty pretty realistic. I, I, I think, and this is a think statement, not a factual statement, uh, a lot of that will have to do with where the bull market ends. Uh, and I think that to be able to solidify the five countries moving, I think you also probably need to have the mindset that the bull run is going to continue well into 2022. I think we, you know, there's a chance it would still happen even if we hit a bear market uh, in the summer, but uh, there's still a lot on play. I don't think anyone's going to move as fast as El Salvador did, and so let's see a continued rally to encourage those countries to do that. Uh, and so we'll see. Yeah, because there's a lot of nations that are talking about it right now. The Ukraine's talking about it. Bhutan is launching a, 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 a Ripple-backed, um, an XRP-backed um, CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. We're seeing a CBDC launch in China. Let's see. Panama is also talking about a um, adoption event on Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. I believe Brazil has had some talks. Argentina's had some talks. Um, let's see. Uh 
Paraguay, I believe it was either Paraguay or Uruguay have talked about it. So I think that that's very possible, but I would be interested to see which of these um, countries he's thinking. Now, guys, I want you to tell me in chat, drop a hashtag followed by the country's name. What do you think the next nation that will fully adopt Bitcoin in the same way that El Salvador has will be? What do you think it'll be? Drop a hashtag nation, hashtag Britain, hashtag Bhutan, hashtag Taiwan, hashtag whatever. I want to hear what your thoughts are and wouldn't make it, sure you smash those likes. Wouldn't it probably be hashtag Panama? Because like they I already think, got, got, they but, got it on the, in the works. But there's a lot of ta- there's so many nations that are talking about this. This is why True. I'm so interested in this is that I think there's going to be a there's an inflection point coming up in, in around 2022. And when we start seeing two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nations doing this, I think it's going to, you know, it's going to start moving really fast. And that actually leads me into my another uh, into another question. Tim, there was an article that came out out yesterday or the day before yesterday quoting Vitalik Buterin the co-founder of Ethereum Vitalik Buterin says mandatory acceptance of Bitcoin in El Salvador is counter to the to cryptocurrency's ideals of freedom yeah he basically believes that mandating Bitcoin in El Salvador is completely antithetical to the principles that back up Bitcoin what do you think about that statement I have a complex take on it I want to start off with my bearish take I uh, didn't even say we Jeb and I talked about this this morning, but <laughs> I find it funny that Vitalik uh, has this opinion when correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Vitalik push through the changing of Ethereum, despite the fact that the majority of the miners did not want it? Well, he also pushed through. Well, there's also been rollbacks and all kinds of things that have been pretty centralized on Ethereum that yeah, we don't so, really talk about a whole so lot. But you're yeah, this is a statement of this is not me saying I like Vitalik Buterin. I'm actually. The man is genius. The man is brilliant. He's but I don't genius, like yeah. all of his takes. Don't agree with all of his opinions. And again, this is kind of funny coming from his mouth, seeing is that he's done things that are probably against the idea of freedom. That being said, I low-key agree with him. And it doesn't mean that I'm disappointed or mad that El Salvador did what they did. I understand it. But it is kind of funny that the whole idea of crypto is to allow the people to get outside of the control of the government and to take back their power. And yet the government in El Salvador is forcing businesses to accept Bitcoin. That is kind of antithetical to freedom. So I, it's one of the things I love the end. I don't love the means. So here's the, so, but, but yeah, but here's the deal. The, the, the thing is, in my opinion, there are, um, think about Christopher Columbus. You know, Christopher Columbus is in the news right now. Everybody's talking about, you know, the the holiday and everything. Don't care. It's not my game. It's not my horse. But the point is, what did Christopher Columbus do? He set sail across the ocean blue in in 1492, right? Did he do that with private money or did he do that with public money? You see, Christopher Columbus set sail across the ocean blue with public money. He went to the king of, it was either Spain or Portugal. I forget which one. He went to a king. It was Portugal. I I think it's Portugal, but I'm not smart. I can't remember if it was (laughs) Portugal or Spain. Either way, he went across the ocean blue with... Public money, not private money. Nobody wanted to fund him going and looking for new trade routes, even though if he found a trade route, it would be very beneficial for the private sector. The same thing happened with the moon. Nobody had the money or the desire to send man to the moon in the 60s because there was no way of making money with it. What's my point here? Oftentimes, the first step towards venturing into a new world takes a little bit more risk than the private sector is willing to do. So I think that this might actually be a good thing, that Vital- and I think Vitalik might be wrong here in my opinion, because I don't think that we would have seen El Salvador or any nation fully adopt Bitcoin and cryptocurrency without um, it becoming mandated like this. And the thing to keep in mind here is that uh, the um, 
that it, you can still use the U.S. dollar in, in uh, El Salvador. You're not forced to use Bitcoin alone. You can still use the U.S. dollar. You're just forced to take both of them. That's my take. Well, that's, What's your response well, to that? So this is actually what I would love to know, and I don't know if we know the answers to this question because I actually just, I've heard it from two different perspectives. It, are people actually forced? I've heard camps say that they are forcing businesses to at least allow people to pay in Bitcoin. I've heard other people say that's not the truth. So that's really what it boils down to. I would agree with Vitalik that forcing people to accept Bitcoin is kind of antithetical to the whole purpose of Bitcoin being freedom from the government. But if it's not true and they there isn't a force, it's just a recommendation, then everything's good. This is super interesting. I put a poll in chat. Is Vitalik Buterin right? And there's 400 votes and it's split 50-50. Yeah. It's literally right down the middle. Well, it, it, I think I think that is the whole thing. Are the people saying that it is being forced? Are they true? Because I think that's what Vitalik is utilizing. Listen, having the ability, if, if Bukele is saying, hey guys, I would love for you to use Bitcoin, but it's up to you, no problem. If he is saying, no, I don't care what your thoughts are, you will accept Bitcoin, then there's a problem with that. Yeah, it's interesting because the thing that, yeah, it, it's really interesting. I'd love to hear what you guys think in chat. I personally think that it was a good idea simply because of the, 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 the same reason as this. What happened with the with the U.S. interstate highway system? Before the interstate highway system came online, there were all kinds of different road networks in every single different state. And then there was a central um, uh, standard that was introduced and it united everything. Now, I'm not for a big central government. And in the same way, I'm not for big centralization. We stand for decentralization in cryptocurrency. But there is something to be said about standardization. Not centralization, but standardization. Everybody using the same metric units, for example, makes mathematics and science all over the world work a lot better. So I'd love to hear your take on this in the comment section. It is literally perfectly evenly split in the comments. I think that it was a good thing, but I do think that it was more of a necessary evil. Not necessarily the best thing because I got to agree. I, I, I do tend to agree with Vitalik that it's a we've been built on this kind of freedom um, yeah. to not have to deal with this in cryptocurrency. But, you know, again, last thing, though, again, it's just it's really funny that it's coming from his mouth. Yeah, it is. Well, so. Can I, can I weigh in on Yeah, that? sure. What, what do you think, Smiley? Yeah, um, to be honest with you, I kind of agree with you, Jeb. I think it's one of those things that it's a, it's an, uh, I, I always see, like, I think there's a little bit of an, uh, this is going to make me sound really bad, but I think there's an overemphasis on freedom sometimes. I think that we, oh, we overemphasize uh Free, and I think standardization was a great word because I think a lot of people always talk about, um, that, you know, I want to be able to do this, I want to be able to do that, and it's great. But sometimes things had to be standard for people to be able to, you know, work together and stuff like that. So I think it was a necessary evil. That's all I have to say. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, let's go ahead and read some super chats. I. I I disagree with that last take. What, what what part of it do you disagree with? An overemphasis on freedom. I'm sorry. Well, no, I, got, I, I agree with you on that, Tim. I don't necessarily agree with that wording. That's, that was that's bad. Free. That was bad that wording. That was a bad one. That was bad. No, no. Me. I just no. that, that was indeed sentence. bad wording. What? All right. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. James, <laughs> James F. Name. I Okay. Thank you for keeping it real, guys. Have turned 20000 to 100000 in about a year with Woo! the help from you guys and Ben and Cryptos R Us. Thanks again. That's actually, I love that because just so you guys know, and I don't, I, hopefully everybody else is like this. I would love for you guys to subscribe to this channel. I'd love for you guys to come and join every day. But I am so happy that you guys watch us and you watch Cryptos R Us and you watch Ben and you watch Altcoins Anonymous. You we want you to be successful and we want to build a community and not, we don't need to rival with other YouTubers. We don't yep. need to rival. If we can add to value and they can add to value and you can make great decisions based off of that, that is amazing. And that is beautiful. So James, I'm so glad for you, man. 
Uh, keep it up. Absolutely. Uh, Chad Smith just wanted to donate. Unless, I don't know, it, I don't see anything beneath him. So, Chad, thank you. Uh, so this is uh, your guy's favorite person, Wayne Kerr. Just said dub dub dooby dub dub dooby dooby dub dub. I hope that I cool sums it up. What he hope we to convey, say. Hopefully, we conveyed what he was getting at there. Uh, let's keep going. Rob Loftus said, "New sub here. Fantastic channel. I oh. love it." Oh, thank you. Welcome. Smash those subscribe buttons, guys. Smash that subscribe button, guys. Uh, Kenny Dodson said, "Can the most blessed YouTube channel tell me what Cardano is doing?" Yeah, we actually had a video go out on. Saturday on Cardano and let me check yeah Cardano hasn't really changed a whole lot since that video so the video that went up on Saturday it's, it's is still down. is still pretty much nothing has changed since the video went out on Saturday and I actually recorded on Friday so go back and watch the video on Saturday on Cardano it's got 40,000 views or so go back watch that it'll give you a lot of insight on where I think Cardano is going next yeah um I the holder said Kraken has nasty scan wicks too yeah, Kraken does do that sometimes. Yeah. That you know, every exchange deals with it to a certain extent. Yeah. But yeah, I, I will say I do think Kraken has done better recently than they have in the past. But still, like, yeah, it's it's a hard, hard one too. Do they still have leverage trading though? On what Kraken? Kraken. I think so. I think they still have five. That's like their that's like their one advantage. If you're a United States I think citizen, they have 5X, they're one of the yeah. few places you can do leverage. Yeah, trading. I believe they're five X. But uh, not for noobs. Please, to. if you're a noob, don't don't do it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, Darth Flyer said sold some of my Bitcoin for Shiba. Oof. Oh, <laughs> still have a big Bitcoin bag, but Robinhood listing will make me a millionaire. I mean, Robinhood listing Shiba has that. I don't think that's happened yet. Uh, if that occurs, yeah, Shiba might have a big pump. And look, guys. No matter how much I dislike Shiba Inu, if there's a reason that you could potentially make money in it, I'm going to tell you. The fact of the matter is, Shiba is already up 200% in the last it, seven days. I don't think it's a good idea to get in the project. This is the thing, and I think Greg would even agree. I, a little bit ago, I think some of you guys remember the story. Greg had a lot in Cardano, and pretty much almost everything he had was in Cardano. And we we told him, hey, man, like you're going to want to... You're going to want to uh, diversify and get into other projects. He didn't listen. And you know what? Good for his pocketbook because Cardano exploded the next weekend. Yep. I would not go back and say that Jeb, in my opinion, was wrong. And actually, there, I was talking to Smay about this the other night. There's actually a problem with sometimes when you make a bad choice like that and you work out because then you're tempted to feel like, oh, no, I made that choice and it worked out for me. That's a Let good me keep point. making that. It's actually to, to, to succeed the wrong way can be detrimental to do okay the right way will build practices and disciplines and thoughts in you that make you long-term beneficial. It's, I would not make one good trade that boosts me thousands of dollars in exchange for good decisions that boost me hundreds of dollars over a long period of time and I continue to make good trades because yeah. that will add up to more profit in the long run. Uh, so it, for answering that question, don't move Bitcoin to yeah. Shiba Inu. Even if Shiba Inu explodes 10,000%, it's still a bad practice to move your Bitcoin solid money into yeah. a meme coin. Yeah, it's it's not a good idea. With that said, we got time for one more Super Chat. Oh, so man. Choose we'll, wisely. I'll have to, I'll have to like choose wisely. We'll have to shout out all the names. Yeah, shout out the names. Yeah, we, we don't have time, time for one. We have one. so many people. There's so many Super oh, Chats, guys. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to find the one. We do have, uh, real quick, we do have a new Jedi Padawan Tiger King coin, T-King. Uh, so I'm just saying, Tiger King, thank you so much. Um, gosh, goodness gracious. You know what? Because he just joined, he also had a super chat. Hashtag Brazil will be a game changer. That's his prediction, our new 
member. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Tiger King coin. Tiger King, King coin. Dude, if Brazil adopted Bitcoin, drop a one in chat if you think that would immediately send us to $100,000. I think that that would immediately send us to $100,000. We would have so much freaking hype in this market. It would be ridiculous. Real quick, I do want to shout out everyone who yeah, did do it. So again, Rock Gods, we didn't get back to your chain link prediction, but thank you so much. Gustavo N, thank you so much. James F. Name, V equals Corey. I don't know if that's how it's supposed to be. I don't know. Uh, no name. I don't know if that was their actual name or if he took the name out. Huh. Hubert Hughes, Matt C., uh, Handyman Tennessee, Kenny Boy, New York City, Darth Flyer, um, oh, Ahmad Al Ibrahim. I think. Ibrahim. Um, get, can I actually read that one? He just wants us to buy a frame for my photo in the back. Yeah, I know. That, yeah, that, that, that would good. be pretty good. Garrett uh, P. Flug. Uh, and then Turboin215. Man, we got guys, so many super thank chats. You thank so you much. so much. I'm so sorry we couldn't read them. Thank, thank you guys you. so much. We really appreciate all the super chats, guys. We really, really do. What it does is it helps to support this channel. Look, myself, Tim, Smay, and then we also have seven other people on our team that you guys don't see every single day that help to support everything that we're doing here. This is a big team that runs this channel, and it does you know, cost money. We live in a free world. We live in a capitalistic world. So when you guys donate, it does have a market impact on our ability to bring you content. So thank you very much. If you guys haven't already, make sure to sign up for the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. The link is in the description box down below. That's another way you can support the channel while also learning everything that you need to know about technical analysis so that you can become a pro at technical analysis, figure out what the price is doing, so that you're able to understand what might be coming next so you know where to put your trades and your investments. Technical analysis and an investment in yourself in general is hands down the best investment that you will ever make in your entire life. If you want to invest in yourself, you can do so with the best technical analysis academy in the entire industry. The link is down below. We've helped 5,000 people learn how to read charts. That's all we got for you today, guys. Before I go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching. As always, and I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Oh, I got a real good feeling. You enjoyed listening to the Coffee Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9:30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeff. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacV Media.